Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the tribal nation's business. Tribal nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what. You have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. Hmm? How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it doesn't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that looked like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, to the border has a lot of bad habits, but only ones that help me survive. Don't surprise yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If only... Wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, gonna hold you, I'm gonna slap you, I'm gonna spit on you, I'm gonna kick you, and I'm gonna go. Woo! This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts. Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying now qualified for Money in the Bank and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, <laughs> the other side, and the center of it says Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister and Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was gonna have to give him a eulogy after the the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Ladies and gentlemen, normal time, Alex, normal time, episode 90. I'm excited. Finally, 6 p.m. Mondays, we have returned. What's up, sir? We're back. Just like wrestling came back. Uh, this this weekend strong, um, and and I think WWE still happen right. The normal like twelve hours of programming, where two um, are viable. I I went uh, so today Comcast came and finally set up the basement since all of my lines were tapped for Directv, and Ooh, uh, yeah. my DVR said five Monday Night Raws and five Smackdown. So I'm five weeks behind. 
on um, that's fine. our flagship program. <laughs> Shield sort of came back. Uh, Becky Lynch, I think, they, is is a bad person. Still don't know why. Um, and Constable Baron Corbin inserts him into main events, which thus gets Monday Night Raw their lowest ratings in history. Oh, great. Oh, okay, and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's still there sometimes. Oh, okay. Is he, uh, is the he mid still, still great. Our uh, truth is sort of making a comeback, which is kind of nice uh, in the comedic sense, if you will. How come his wife is so talented, Daniel Bryan's, that she's working both brands? <laughs> uh, insurance premiums, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I saw the last couple weeks that you know she's doing her thing on both shows and. She's having awkward matches with Maurice while on Raw um, attempting to do not one, but two suicide dives, landing on her head both times. Um, and then um, with gets into a scuffle. Uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan apparently wanted to live on her fantasy of wrestling uh, Toshiaki Kawada because that's just about what Brie Bella did um, in that match. And then uh, circa 1999 Attitude Era, she comes back in for a suplex spot. I don't know who the hell let her back in for that. Um, there's your Monday Night Raw, I guess, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mondays in a nutshell. <laughs> so I will be Kevin Owens uh, retired or quit for like a week, which you thought, oh, I, if they sustain this till the Rumble, it could work. Nope, they went even sooner. Then the summer of punk, unfortunately, uh, like I said, only manifesting about seven days, which could have went great after he had a fantastic match against Seth Rollins, which I would say is one of like three matches in those like 90 hours of wrestling you missed on Mondays and Tuesdays that you would you should go back and watch for sure. And and I still have them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of speed run through them. I'll watch this no, week. No, so don't don't even do that. Just watch that one. That might be from like week four. Or week two okay. of five that you've missed. Because I'll watch this week, so next week we can get back to the normal. Now I don't have an excuse. I had some great excuses, and you know now I just ran out of them. But <laughs> I do have one concern. Maybe you can help me with. Um, one of the biggest and best babyface general managers I've seen WWE actually put out on television was Drake Maverick. Mm-hmm. I like 205 Live. Yeah. You know, they've <laughs> had some fantastic matches on 205 Live. <laughs> Um, why is he the heel manager for the Authors of Pain? <laughs> Something um, I ask myself every time I think of that into my brain. I have no idea, uh, no rhyme or reason at all, except now he's just their manager with the Shield-esque-like vest of pain. Uh, um, why, why not just keep, you know, the guy that brought you to the dance? I still don't get... Why I know he he wanted you know to step out, but come on, Drake Maverick younger, come on. What and why would you have like the the thing that's turned two hundred five live around? Now obviously we could say Triple H turned it around, but I mean Drake Maverick has been a great GM. He's making everyone fight and you know making everyone do what they're supposed to and keep people in line. And they got this cool angle mm-hmm. of Drew Gulak not letting him get a shot and stuff like that. And Gulak's holding the show hot. It's been fun. But then you make him a heel manager. So then, then I'm thinking they can't do anything goofier than this, right? Well, they bring up Leo Rush from NXT to 205 Live, and he is one of the biggest douchebags on 205 Live television. 
And then now I find out that he's the babyface manager for Bobby Lashley. Yep. He's the hype man. Oh my God! Wait, what is going on here? How do you? It's the Cody you... effect, where he's the nice guy winning the NWA Heavyweight Championship, into all of a sudden back to the American Nightmare. Him and Brandy, where I'm like, wait a second, they were just holding up mad checks for like humane societies, and then I'm like, now they're the dirtiest players in the game. I'm like, <laughs> which is it? Yeah, Cody's doing the Jack in the Box middle finger to the crowd during his juice match, <laughs> and then he's, then he's bringing Pharaoh on stage during all. Like, I'm just like, come on! How in the hell is the WWE put the same two people on two different shows? Do they go? Wait a minute! If we move 205 Live to Thursday nights instead of Wednesday, or two, Wednesday instead of Tuesday, or however the hell they did it, nobody's gonna notice the difference. Like they're gonna completely like. I don't know. I don't know. What, what's um, crazy about the Drake, uh, the Drake Maverick, which I still think that's a rib, um, is yes, like when I first saw a backstage photo of him with the vest with those two, I honestly thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, he's just you know playing two hundred five live. Like, hey, look at me, I could be tough. And then when I saw him coming out with them, I was like, wait, what? And then like now, I still think it's a rib, but to me, it still makes no sense. And why? Is the AOP essentially buried just by a manager uh, that creative thinks fits? You can literally <laughs> pick anybody that would make more sense than Drake Maverick, right? Oh, you couldn't if you're. Why don't you just put Drake Maverick? Why not Mark Maverick? Henry? Put, wait, there you go. I, that would be cool, actually. That, see, now you're giving him too much credit because that's a I good mean, idea. <laughs> but how tight would that be? He's like, I'm gonna get you guys over the top. He, he becomes, you know. The the house of pain all over again. He said, you know, I, I know the potential you can see. And he just starts making them take dudes out the right way. Not five foot three, Drake Maverick. Is who do you think is the biggest ribber in the WWE locker room? Because that, that's who I'll use for my little theory of how this happened. Uh Vince. <laughs> okay. Or Arn. Arn. Okay, so Arn Anderson, he's in the backstage and he's drinking his cup of coffee and and uh, that what was that guy's name? That Can Canyon something who does all the talent relation. He comes up and he's like, hey, we're bringing up uh, we're bringing up Drake Maverick and and Leo Rush and we want to you know keep cross pollinating two hundred five live with these guys because it's doing well. So what I want to do, Arn, is and uh, you can relay the messages when the guys get here. Um, we're gonna put. Drake Maverick, the big baby face GM, we're going to put him with the motivating uh, Bobby Lashley. And we're going to have them work well together. And then we're going to put this really cocky gentleman that we got named Leo Rush. He's going to go with the Authors of Pain and be their mic and give them the charisma that they need to get over. And Arn goes, okay. And then Arn switches the envelopes and starts giggling while he does it. And then he hands them over where suddenly Drake Maverick's with AOP and Leo <laughs> Rush is with Bobby Lashley. And everyone's going... Well, that doesn't make sense. Wouldn't it have been smarter if we were with the other guys? He's like, no, that's what Vince wanted. All right. Then he's like, <laughs> and he walks away. That's how I see this happening, because that would have made way more sense to just put Maverick with Lashley and Leo with the AOP. Right? My gosh, Leo makes more sense. He's, you know, he's their by his bodyguards, or they are his bodyguards, obviously. Um, but yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, go do my bidding. You know, yeah. go get go get me some gold. So let's think of it this way: Arn Anderson switched the envelopes, and that's the whole reason that this 
all happened is is Arn Anderson <laughs> did nefarious things to uh to stop the correct stables and and now we have Drake Maverick as a heel on one show and a face on one and Leo Rush is a face <laughs> on one and a heel on the other. Meanwhile, Arn Anderson is high fiving uh the boys in the back going, boy, we got them good. Now we got them all. Like the 2017 up. Oscars when uh, La La Land was named Best Picture said it won Best Picture and then Moonlight was actually on the envelope. Bingo. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's how it happened. My God. Arnie, God bless you. Thank you for – we figured it out. That's all we needed to do was just to figure it you out. You just exposed them even more, Ryan. <laughs> there is a match from uh, one of the last two weeks of NXT. I don't want to say which one, but if you get a couple hours, sit down and watch the last couple NXTs. There's going to be a match out of all these that you're going to go, oh my God, this is incredible. Next week, you're I want to talk about that. Ciampa versus Otis Dozier Brozier. <laughs> this is not Otis Dozier. Or, the, uh, or uh, is one of the participants in the match used to be one of our opening themes? Uh, yes. Yeah, I've, I've seen that match once or okay, twice. Okay, him and Ricochet? Oh, yeah. My God, Pete Dunn Ricochet. Good God almighty. I Minus the God finish, Pete. I'm like, give me 20 more minutes. Yeah. If if <laughs> they put them on a pay-per-view, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Does that headline one of the big fours in 2019, like one of the main events? I wish. I I think it's your why, your. why couldn't it be? Well, I mean it's it's not it's not egregious to say so. You know, depending how the shows go. I tell you what, I I bet you they never thought in a million years that doing this UK thing that that Pete Dunne would be somebody that they're just slowly working into everything because he's mm-hmm. so good. He is so good. I don't know if you watched that promo I mentioned to you in the group chat about uh from the Progress Super Sixteen this year. Um, dude cuts an, the the guy who cuts the opening promo before night one starts with uh, Pete Dunn and Doug Williams in the opener for the tournament. I was in tears. <laughs> up. It was so good. Like this was like the most motivational wrestling promo I've ever heard in my entire life. Like go out of your way, take five minutes and just watch it on the progress uh, progress site. It's not too far down, dude. It's um it's a Super Sixteen from May fifth, night one. But just watch it. Just watch Ooh, sorry, it. You're gonna yeah. need get goosebumps um with that being said guys we uh oh you mean like when i watched uh you know fighting spirit unleashed uh yesterday i was getting goosebumps watching that and you'll find that and we're getting to that third fall guys we'll break it down for a third fall fighting spirit unleashed as alex mentioned we're talking that uh time permitting there's only two matches on the card so maybe it doesn't matter we'll talk king of pro wrestling as well from next weekend middle of the show uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor 16 happened. We're going to talk the highs, lows, what worked, what didn't, and our, our thoughts on it. But we're going to preview the Big Progress 76 show in, uh, in Wembley. It took place last night, but Progress streams take about a week to get on air. Um, you yes. know, in, in, our, in our voyage to stop WWE and talk to you guys about other things, uh, we now got Progress <laughs> in our helm uh, to check out. Yes, and AAW, Chicago represents. Uh, Defiant might be on there too. Yes, yes. There is a lot of wrestling on there. There, some of the stuff. I mean, me and Alex were kind of just popcorn picking at different shows. Some of these match cards. I'm going to check out this uh, Super 16 tournament. Um, I got a few recommendations that I'm going to text Alex to to maybe check out too. That that one I sent you, uh, Ring Conf, when it was 
uh, Axel Dieter Jr., the dude who's now in NXT, Valter and Timothy Thatcher against British Strong Style in a six-man. I heard it's just incredible. Oh, uh, gosh. I think I, I think started that match, but for fear of me not, um, <laughs> like, crying in the middle of the night of excitement and joy of professional wrestling, uh, I was like, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. But I did watch the last Progress show with Walter. And, uh, um, God, it wasn't Thatcher, obviously. But, um, yeah, that match was, was pretty gnarly. And, and Progress 75, that, that had the, the uh, Jimmy Havoc-Will Ospreay blow-off death match, which was supposed to be at this Wembley show. So if you can imagine that instead of the uh, – I think it was Mark Andrews might be in there with, with Jimmy Havoc. This was supposed to be the big Will Ospreay Jimmy Havoc blow off match, um, and we all remember Osprey had that sweet entrance with the guns and Jimmy Havoc's doing all his crazes. That was supposed to be the big blow off for this, so that was finally going to happen as well. But we're going to talk this show because it's not going to drop until the week's over here. Uh, Destiny Ford is on our two or sixteen, but uh, we'll hit you with our first break. When we get back at it, we're finally going to talk Helen Cell, the highs, the lows, and how we thought about it. Also, we're going to preview the Melbourne show coming up this weekend. There's a lot going on this weekend we got to watch. Uh, and real quick, before we hit break, uh, we do have a call. Call and what's going down? Have it in Oh, Ken Shamrock, thanks for always calling in, guys. We'll be right back. WrestleCast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting. Record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jistra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, BlogTalkRadio.com. That means anywhere. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. (laughs) 
You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is one billion dollars. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With the B. This is this is this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free one hundred thousand dollar contest week one, and if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win one billion dollars. You know, Alex, I almost went with I hear voices in my head, but I didn't because I did that as like a hey! fun track. <laughs> that should have been the one, man. That one is tight. And then the gold oh, yeah. will come out. Take that, Okada. The original Rainmaker, Randy Orton. <laughs> Explain to me why I was just thinking, why I said I almost went with the old one and, and then you just saying the new one. Yeah, which I was like, what? I'm going to try to save it. Did 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 you train with Breeze? Hey, baby, in the last four days. <laughs> it might be because I forgot the spot miserably. <laughs> that's horrible. I I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm, that's I'm no, done. I apologize. Gotta be fair. I was on. Uh, John Blaine had me on a show last week before we came on, and he asked me because he he didn't know I'd ever wrestled or anything, and so then instantly I went from. You know, I was like, all right, we got to get going. He's like, hold on, I got to pick your brain now. Said, okay, cool. So, we, you know, he asked me about it. And I, I told him flat out, I said, look, it, it, to me, it was nothing but a complete accident. It was, she probably took one too hard and she put her head down and like, you know, you're in actually in pain and then got kicked in the head. And yeah. <laughs> in the in the speed of what happened, she ate another one in the face. Now, I don't know about the dragging by the head thing, pulling her by her neck into the corner. I don't agree with that. Probably other ways you could have done that, but um. <laughs> anyway, um, we started trying. I is the dives as well that could have been easily oh, avoided. She she might not well, have even been in the match. Yeah, I mean, how, he, look, I see people botch a dive. Okay, I've seen it, but then when you do it a second time and you do it again, don't do it anymore. Just stop. <laughs> if if I tried to jump over a wall and I caught yeah. my feet and botchamated myself onto the other side, and then I go, okay, and I do it again and the exact same thing happens, I think I might just say, all right, that's enough. I'll figure out a different way to get over this wall. <laughs> you, <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you could go on the apron and just do like a running clothesline to the floor from the apron. But that kudos to trying something different. I mean, that's that's for sure. I mean, but yeah, maybe just be a little more safer Yeah, let's, for everyone. Look, there, there's a reason that Sasha Banks does suicide dives. You know, just like there's a reason Will Ospreay does the, the flips. Um, Brie Bella shouldn't be doing suicide dives. Just like, you know, I don't want to see... Otis Dozovic. Yeah, but technically Osprey shouldn't either with the multiple concussions that that man has received probably from a couple set dives. <laughs> That's that. Ricochet can do the dives. Yeah. By the way, Will, <laughs> there you go. 
But yeah, did he? There's talks that I mean, we'll we'll we have, we'll do this later too. But um, I'm excited. There's talks that he might go into the heavyweight division, and with that outcome against oh, Marty Skrull, see it to him uh, Friday and uh, uh, with Death Before oh. Dishonor. I I was like, good gosh, I think Will Osprey ate Will Osprey, and then you know just got jacked. You know, and, and with the outcome with his match against Marty Skrull, maybe they are taking him out of the division. I don't know, but boy, does that have me excited because that dude is fire. But <laughs> nevertheless, we tried to do this last week, and Blog Talk said, you took too many weeks off. We are not allowing you to have your hour overrun. And we got the boot. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Hell in a Cell from September 16th. We're a couple weeks behind on this one, but but it was worth talking about because, like we said, WWE doesn't have good shows. They haven't had a great pay-per-view aside from whatever that Cena rumble with AJ was, maybe 2017 that was. Well, last year's rumble wasn't too bad, or this year's, I should say. True. You're right, you're right. But The first seven hours of WrestleMania was okay, but then the last 20 were like, eh, I get it. It just, it, I, I guess I'll say it this way. They haven't had a memorable paper since the Cena Styles Rumble yeah, that yeah. Had some Roman Owens, the one when I went into the <laughs> thing on, on the, the video with the Kevin Owens figure. Like, to me, they, they that's been the last really good pay-per-view they've had. And mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell, I'm looking at these match ratings, and I don't think it was as good as I rated it. But that, to me, Ooh. says the, that were good. But then when you think about it and analyze it to be able to talk about it like we do, it makes me want to change almost all these these numbers I have. Like in no particular order, I'll go from the worst, my lowest number to my high number. So we had two, okay. four, seven matches. I had a one and three quarters. I had a two and a half. I had two, three and a quarter. I had a four, a four and a quarter, and a four and three quarters. And I don't think the show was that good. Really? That's, well, and yeah, that's why but, I talk so much about this, this show because that, like, that's, and just like you said, I look at this and I go, really? How did I not think this was a great show? And I'm thinking it was the damn finishes in the booking. Oh, gosh, yeah. It, it was kind of like the, the, the tail end of the show Friday Night in Vegas, the Ring of Honor show, where it starts off, you know, really good. You're like, okay, wrestling, yeah. And then, like, all these finishes or, or ref involvements uh, oh my started God. happening, and you're like, what? Like, that was one of my issues with that, but it, it's kind of been the MO for, I mean, I held the whole G1, you know, tournament, uh, yeah. whether it was through a Suzuki Goon and or the firing squad. What I kind of wrote in my notes is, is the ref spots, uh, the, uh, the independent wrestling scenes version of the stretcher job, done by the WWE because it's been the most overdone aspect in the last year. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and it especially for, you know, how, how much it's been used lately. And, uh, you know, thankfully at least ROH with the main event waited until the match ended to have any shenanigans. So that didn't bother. Like I was Agreed. fine with that. Agreed. I'm going if they goof this match. Cause boy, I can't wait to talk about that match, but you're right. Ooh. It was, I mean, every other match on that ring of honor show had shenanigans. And, you know, we, we started with this and, and, you know, let's go, 
let me knock the negative right off. You want to start from the the Dude, opener? I want to the guess first? your match ratings. That's what I want to okay. do. Let's go Colorado. Okay. Um, well, that's what I want to do. So one point what eight? One and three quarters. I gave. I had one match at a one point seven five. That is tough. Um, wow. I am going to go. It's got to be. I'm going to say the mixed tag. Uh, it was not. The mixed okay. tag was that. I'm going to say the main event then. <laughs> I thought that was the worst match on the whole card. Do you, do you want to start there? Why don't, why don't we do yeah. this? We'll re- review the card via my lowest to top rating, and then we'll okay. analyze it. That's the perfect way to do it. So Roman Braun, to me, was nothing more than what they normally did. They, they had some cool little interactions here and there. Frustrating. In the Never, but yeah, exactly. You're like, come on. When, when are they going to go to the next gear? Mm-hmm. Then, and this is this is what killed every bit of this match for me. This is what bothers me. Why WWE is the worst book company, and this is why <laughs> I have the worst taste in my mouth after every freaking show I watch of theirs. Roman Reigns spears Braun Strowman through a table. Cool spot. Braun kicks out at two. I'm like, all right, here they go. Here they go to take a nap. They laid there for 15 minutes off of a two count. (laughs) Because here comes the dogs of war, and here comes the shield, who then have this meaningless brawl. They meaninglessly climb to the top of the cell. Because why not, right? If you're in a brawl with people, you're going to be hey, I got to climb up. Because what's the worst that can happen? If if I'm outside of a hell in a cell and I'm interfering and I'm going to start fighting somebody, I'm not going to climb the cell. What is that? The only do way is me? if someone had a flamethrower and it was aimed at me, then yeah, I might climb. Hey, and do you ever think about okay, if Ziggler's going to run away from Rollins and he climbs to the top, why doesn't he just climb down the other side while Rollins is climbing up and then run to the back because then he got away from him? Gotcha. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But nonetheless. <laughs> We get nonsensical fight, and the whole time this is happening, Braun and Roman are literally laying there sleeping. Mm-hmm. They they had a two count that didn't even conclude of the match, and why is Roman hurt? They would tell me why. Rollins and Ziggler climb down the cage and have the loudest conversation. All right, you ready? All right, here we go. Take the most meaningless, stupid, asinine bump, and it looked like Ziggler's killed. And the next week, I, I guarantee you, nobody even talked about it. Nobody even remembered that they so they went, did that for nothing. Correct. Now this is all, now Ziggler and McIntyre are on top of the cell, and, and the cameras have pointed to the center of the ring. So now those two are just laying on the top of the cell for no reason, dead. <laughs> We don't know why. They're just, oh, they just stopped fighting. They're just there. <laughs> Roman and Strowman still have not gotten up. Nope. And then here comes Brock Lesnar, which would have been a cool, like, holy crap, I, what is he doing here? Until the point that I'm going, hmm. So that's why they wouldn't stand up is because they wanted to wait for Brock to come out after this 15-minute brawl for no reason. And Wouldn't then, a better setup have been if, like, they both would have whacked each other with, like, chairs or, like, 
I, I don't know, sledgehammers, because why not? They always have them under the ring. But yeah, something that that dramatic. Again, your 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 reaction is supposed to be to the melee that's happening atop and around. Um, but yeah, Lesnar then coming down. Yeah, both of those guys should have been up ready. Oh, let's let's attack. Not oh, let's get our asses kicked. But by the way, that cage door or that cell door has got his ass kicked, which was awesome. Oh man, yeah, Lesnar ripped that thing off the with all spot the spot of the whole match. Was it an inanimate object? <laughs> and, and, like, I get it. You know, what you said is 100% right, and that's what they're going for is you pay attention to the melee going on. But do they really have to have them both lay there from a spear? No. Like, what, I would have accepted if they both would have punched each other. That would have been more believable. <laughs> At least they, oh, man, they're really out. So this, Simple hands, yeah. Isn't that his gimmick? Get these hands, you know, Hollywood's calling. He doesn't care anymore. He's in a Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell. Get shoulder blocked by John C. Riley. I've seen that. <laughs> um, but, For his health, man. It's dependent. It's penis. Um, which was my mind of... Yes, this is how we get off topic and start thinking about Steve Brule and random things. <laughs> um, there's, there's, I'm not gonna. I was, I was gonna break into a story. I'm gonna break into a story. You, okay, you, you watch Tim and Eric ever? Oh, um, yeah, definitely. So you know, uh, spaghet. Yeah, we've seen that. When they're like, oh, God, is that the boss's kid hiding behind a tree like we don't see him? And he's, you know, getting ready to jump out. It's Baguette. There's this dude that works with us at Staples who looks and sounds just like him. And every time oh, no. he comes around us, you say Spaghetti, he goes, Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and and he just, he'll stand next to you to, like, be in the conversation. And I'm like, oh, God, the boss's kid is around. And he's just kind of standing over there like we won't see him. And nobody And anyway, that's my get story but so Lesnar's in the ring and which people are excited for by the way this got a pop and he had his badass like facial hair back he looked really cool skin beard but then he leaves okay and Roman and Braun are you know beat up and you know it's a hell of a getting maced by Paul Heyman for no reason whatsoever that looked like a subway mugging. <laughs> but, but then they just like was that supposed to be a social commentary on something? I, I, I hope not. But <laughs> 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 then I held a salad ends in a no contest. Yep. How does that it's, make sense, Ryan? I wanted to call you up so bad, but I knew you weren't watching it. It it, it still baffles me. <laughs> That's why I bought our progress membership. Two memberships I bought just so maybe we don't have to watch this anymore. This is me, number one Triple H fan. Foley gets put through the cage, and they still make the they have the match continue. Kane makes his debut doing the same door rip, tombstone. And they let it keep going until Michaels can crawl over and pin. You mean to tell me Roman couldn't just roll his arm on him and get a three count? And then to make it even more egregious, 
they knew how stupid it was because they go, it 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 ended faster than all in. They're like, oh my god, Lesnar just took over. It's a no contest. Neither of them win. We'll see how raw. And they just end the thing. Like they got they got off quicker than Ian Riccoboni trying to thank everyone for all in because they knew how stupid it was. <laughs> yeah, they're like, quick, just get out before the crowd starts booing like normal. I I, was, I I told you this on the phone, or maybe I said it last week too. I'm not sure because it's the E and it's messing up my mind. Um, but when I put it on like the next day to watch it, or like later that that night, um, when I saw three hours in like 44 minutes, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but so why did they have to get it off the air so quick then, if they still had 15 minutes to spare? We didn't want people at home to hear the booze that were going to fill the arena when the booze realizes that there's not going to be a finish again to a pay-per-view. Hey, explain this to me. We saw Braun Strowman get thrown into a trash compactor and scream and have his bones broken, and he shows up <laughs> the next night to tip something over. He couldn't get up from the spear for 15 minutes? He didn't have his hook with him to put it on top of the cell to bring him up. He couldn't spelunk just, himself to an erect position. He was spelunker. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been Monday Night Raw. He would have sat up like the Undertaker and tipped the cage over and killed 4,000 people in the crowd. <laughs> just, to get a, just to try to pop a number. Like This was this was the worst booked horse crap I've I've like. I'm watching this going, boy, you guys, you did yourself, man. You need to give yourself a round of applause. I didn't think you could do it. And I still don't get how booking Strowman with uh, Ziggler and McIntyre, again, automatically makes them bad. Because let's be real, they have all the reasons in the world to kind of do what they're doing against the Shield, which to me seemed like the biggest pair of jerks around. And the <laughs> hell, again, they're planting seeds where Dean Ambrose is, you know, he's like, oh, it's my turn again, finally. Hopefully I don't get injured again so we could do the the obvious turn, if you will. Yeah, and you know why they're, you know why they're heels? It's because Mick, Mike, uh, Michael Cole's telling you they're bad guys, just like Becky Lynch. Oh, they're dastardly. I'd be tired of their shenanigans, too. Again, just like Becky Lynch, she should be peeved that Charlotte got into her match, thus taking her title. Now, again, Becky shouldn't have won the title, so we'll, we'll get to that. Whoops. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's just it's so irk, irking. So let me guess what your second worst match is. Is it the mixed tag? That one was two and a half stars. That was uh, that was my second lowest match. Um, that involves one of the worst roll-ups since Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal <laughs> on SmackDown when Cena cost Baron. <laughs> let's, let's just talk about this. When John Cena cost Baron Corbin the money in the bank briefcase when he cashed in on Jinder Mahal for the WWE title. How That's the last two years of this company in a nutshell. Oof. You know what was the uh, that that portrayed the last version of the women's division in a nutshell? Unfortunately, were were the were the tag team partners of the Miz and and Daniel Bryan. Um, unfortunately, it showed that Divas era and and not in the best of light. Kudos though to both these women, or I shouldn't even say that to to the performers and such. You know, for giving it their all, but it it was sloppy. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was just very sloppy, and I it, it was I felt bad watching it, 
Uh, but but I hope they this never happens again. No, I, I just realized that I put NB for Nikki Bella as Daniel Bryan's partner, who I'm going to trouble in their marriage. Um, you know, to be fair, too, like, this was hot. Like, the crowd was into it. I can't, I can't lie. I mean, the crowd was hot mm. for it. You know, at some points, they were popping harder than the SummerSlam match with Miz and Daniel Bryan, which sucks, but it's true. Um, it shows that their movement with the E-Network thing is working, which is why I'm sure oh, yeah. we're going to get Ralph and Nikki Bella at Evolution, because the mainstream coverage will be off the charts with that. But it just wasn't good. And then here comes Daniel Bryan in the Yes Mode shirt. I almost turned. I almost wanted to turn it off. My God. <laughs> once, once again, you know, to everybody that said he's got to stick around. He's, you know, there's so many great matches that we're going to get to see if he sticks around. Ryan, trust me, it's it's going to be the best thing for him because we'll get. Him and him and X and him and Y. No, we're not. We're never going to get it. It's not happening. I've, I've, I came to the we're realization. We're going to all be forgiven if it's him and Pac for the SmackDown Championship at WrestleMania in 2019. I would take it. I'd take him. I would take him and Miz for the WWE title at me. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. I, I, and when we get to the the Melbourne show, more mind-boggling booking. But one one thing that I can say it may come into fruition with with how this is booked. But it's like someone uh, ordered uh, New Japan World in the WWE Creative, and they ordered New Japan. They saw all those Road Two shows, and they said, "You know what? Tag team matches are what people want." And then books <laughs> the Melbourne show. <laughs> no, like. They're do you know obviously we'll, we'll preview it here shortly, but they're doing Miz and Daniel Bryan number one contendership. Why the hell does Daniel Bryan deserve a number one contenders match? He hasn't won a match as long as Roman did before he got his number. Oh, that's right. Because the big Alvis deserves one. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, you know, have Daniel Bryan or have Miz beat AJ, and then have Daniel Bryan win the Rumble. And have Daniel Bryan beat Miz. Don't have Daniel Bryan beat Miz until Mania. Have him, you know, I'd be fine yep. with that. But will they do it? Time will tell. But the perfect no, way to finish the rivalry forever is yes, for Bryan to hold the title up at WrestleMania. Everyone's happy. Storybook over. Then he could um, be a hole, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, nothing really to say in my end about the match. Unless you guys, it, it, it was, it was whatever. All right. I'm going to say next match, you probably would put, this is tough, I I like the other matches. I have two three and a quarter stars matches, so these would be tied for. Oh, okay. I'm going to go then, Styles Joe? No. Okay. Uh, Then I would say Lynch Flair. Someone three and a quarter on that. Um, Are you happy with the title switch? Uh, happened so quickly that it then it did. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with the title switch. Um, I didn't hate it. I thought the match the match was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think you know the thing we've been saying was uh easily true in this match. Becky Lynch is is the superior worker as she was getting Charlotte through that match. Mm-hmm. Becky's Becky's tremendous. Uh, you know, and, and it was one of those things where the finish kind of came out of nowhere, which was fine. I, I didn't hate that. 
Mm-hmm. But then the fact that the finish came out of nowhere with every single match, therefore, after it, <laughs> it kind of go, what is going on here with this booking? Which ties that whole whole thing into it. But for, for Lynch and Flair's sake, they did it first. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to them. I thought it was a fun match. I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad Becky got what she deserved. She She deserved that strap. I think Becky uh, should, and and I think has since uh, since the title win, um, you know, can make this character work. She can expand it where it doesn't matter, you know, what side that she's on. I think it's just a different demeanor that the Becky Lynch character did need, and and I can't wait to see how she kind of plays around with this. And her having the belt just makes it more more enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was a fine match uh, between these two. Um, I just hope we don't get like five more, you know, until the next feud. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just something where, you know, Becky and Oscar down the line, man, that's, that sounds mighty, mighty fine. I cannot wait to see that down the stretch. Uh, your no. next match. Yep. Aren't we getting Becky and Charlotte at Melbourne? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like after that, I hope it's a Dunzo but it's not okay, going just, to be. We're going to get it all the way till the rumble, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Continue. Continue. No, she's got to face Naomi in between then to then get to Asuka. So I'm, I'm happy with, with that type of, uh, you know, what they say, nobody is ready for Asuka. Um, I think they're true. And that officially involves the booking committee. <laughs> Kyrie Sane wasn't ready for that camera last night, but we'll get to that into the third <laughs> fall. Um, your next match, I am going to go with uh, the second women's championship match. Yes, and a part of me thinks that a part of me thinks I rated it too high. Ooh. Uh, and I, I'll preface it by saying. If you were to just take two random women and WWE standards and work the match Rousey and Bliss had, mm-hmm. that, that's my three and a quarter star match. The match I thought was three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. I loved that the first time, and I don't know how long, that a match had a full structure where they exposed you know some form of limb or body part on a previous show. The dastardly heel continues to work it for a couple weeks. That's the focal point of the match. The baby face overcomes the, the injury and yes. overpowers the, the, the heel and gets the victory. Because anytime you watch a WWE women's match, they start the match by working on the legs, then they're working on their back, then they're working on their arm, then they're working on their head. And it's like, there's you guys working four different matches here because there's no structure. You know, it's it's adjacent to any mineral Suzuki match where you pick a limb and you work it. Um, <laughs> and they did that. They, you know, they, they worked the Rousey, they, they worked the ribs the whole match and mm-hmm. she sold well. I, I once again, just like the Nia Jax match, she sold her ass off. I thought bliss had great cutoffs. Um, I thought, I thought Rhonda's fire was really good. Um, bliss really took charge working, working the, the body part. And then they, they had a good, finish with a dominant babyface victory. My problem with thinking about this is you should not be booking Ronda Rousey against 
four foot eleven Alexa Bliss being having having her be dastardly, you know, unable to answer any sort of offense, especially when her when her trio outside the ring isn't even interfering. She cleanly was getting her ass kicked by Bliss, and it's fine, but mm-hmm. that's like six months into Bill Goldberg's title reign. You had him like, or into it, you know, Being Goldberg was, exactly, and that was. It's not like it's a was, bad. Because I was going to ask you, how was it from her getting her ass kicked to then having offense? Yes, again, she was attacking the ribs, which made it, you know, a little bit more plausible. I was like, okay, that's why this match went, you know, over ten instead of ending in five or six, you know, where she did have a body part to attack there. And I thought the buildup was a lot better in this comparable to their SummerSlam match. But to me, it just felt a little odd still where it's just like, again, how did she train or, you know, learn everything in, in less than a month with the rematch? <laughs> if, this, if this would have been Sasha versus Bailey, this would have made I might've even went higher then. Because mm-hmm. the match for what it was, was really good. But when when in 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 the middle of this all happening, the thing that really bothered me is Michael Cole goes, Bliss is exposing the ribs on Ronda Rousey. She's the underdog now. You literally just told all of your fans that Ronda Rousey and underdog are in the same sentence. <laughs> and I'm going, call damn it! How yeah. do you how do you people not figure this stuff out? You did this with Oscar. It was just like like I said, Oscar Emma was a good match. But I don't want Asuka getting exposed by Emma, especially 14 yeah. days before she's being fired. So that was my only. Now, if this would have been, if this would have been Shayna Baszler, kudos that would have I would have believed every minute of it. Hell, if it was Nia Jax, I would have believed every minute of it. If it was still a well-built Asuka, I would have believed every minute of it. Mm-hmm. But four for nothing, Alexa Bliss, who just got her ass kicked for week after week by Ronda Rousey. And then, just because you have to have a rematch, you got, well, we have to fill time. No, you don't have to just do that. You don't have to just throw logic out the window. Because now you made her extremely vulnerable. And now when she goes, and I think she's wrestling Ruby Riot tonight, Ruby Riot should be able to put up a hell of a fight against her. She's probably going to beat her in two minutes. I hope not. Um, so then I was going to ask you, so is Due to that, then, I mean, how do you think Rousey is, you know, post-mania? You know, what is it, what has it been, a five-month evaluation, six-month evaluation um, of her? I mean, are we okay with her? I, I would say she, she was selling really well. She looked good, you know, for as prolonged as the match went. I didn't think it dragged whatsoever. I thought this no. was a rather enjoyable match. But, I mean, I, I think Rousey, she didn't seem to uh, – fast-paced, you know, meaning she wasn't trying to uh, hit every spot as quick as she can. I think she was taking her time, which, you know, again, I thought she was a little bit more impressive than even Charlotte, you know, during her match with yeah. Lynch. Or am I I'll wrong? Take, yeah. Oh, I, and, and like I said, I'll, you know, I'll say this again. If that was, if that was Alex, or, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey, or if that would have been Alex, switch Rousey with Sasha and, and do the same match with Bliss working the exact same match against Sasha Banks. How be- much more believable and enjoyable would it have been? Because you're oh, not true. thinking of, yeah. you're not, you know, they need to protect her. You know, why are they not protecting her? Why are they exposing her on Hell in a Cell in September? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there was just, it didn't make sense. And 
it, it, the match was great. I enjoyed the match. Like you said, Rousey looked good. She she slowed down, which is one of her biggest constructive things on my part. But she sold she she sold the the body part through every part of the match. And the mm-hmm. cutoffs that they had were really creative. And it, it looked stiff. It was this I mean Bliss was laying some of them shots in And I'm sure Rousey was like Look I've been hit really hard Go ahead and lay it in there <laughs> You know I'm, I'm, I I got head kicked by Holly Holm You kicking me in the side isn't gonna hurt You know Especially with your big kick pads on So you know kudos to them laying it in there And they work mm-hmm. stiff And that's how it should look But don't give me this match five months into a run, a month into her title run. Give me, if you were to say that this is the match we get a year, a year and a half from now, great. That was a tremendous match. You guys want to get three and a half from me. But don't give me vulnerable Ronda, you know, three weeks after she wins the title. Because then it just seems like every match is going to be that. Because then, yeah, you can't have her be a bull running through the roster all of a sudden. Um, But who knows? Um, If you do, then you got to have Shayna Baszler come up and say, oh, you haven't run through all of them yet. (laughs) And and it would have been different if, okay, she's she's beating up Bliss and... uh, Alicia Fox trips her and pulls her to the to the pole. Like, remember that spot where Bliss like stretched her around the post outside the ring. Yes. If yep. Fox would have tripped her, and then Mickey would have grabbed her arms, and they would have yanked her to the post, and then stretched her on the post while mm-hmm. Bliss is distracting the referee. I would have been more than happy with that because then it shows that Bliss can't do it, but that's why she has two people for backup. Let them do the stuff to. to Cheat. Let 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 the baby face overcome, and then she beats three of them, and then you make her look big. <laughs> you know, so just it's once again the match was really good, but the booking was ass. It just didn't make sense. At least this early into a run. So once again, a good match that got ruined when I thought about it. I'm like, okay, how am I going to talk about this on the air? Let me analyze it. Oh, this is a little more ass than I thought. You know. <laughs> So we got a four star, a four and a quarter, and four and three quarters left. Uh, the four star, I, I'm going to go Styles and Samoa Joe there. Yes. That was a four star match. I thought it was very good. Um, great of ending. And once again, that would have been a great ending on its own show, not where the same endings happen like seven times. Yeah. Um, now... Post-match is what really pissed me off with this, but let's talk the match. These guys went hard. These guys mm-hmm. worked really quick. They were laying them in there. Uh, at one point, it looked like Styles was either out of it or gassed at one point, and Joe was just beating the hell out of them. But this was this was a good match, and if they can capitalize this for the next one, we may get that match that we've been asking for because it feels like they're knocking on the door of having that really good four and a quarter, four and a half we want. Kind of like what him and Nakamura were doing where we expected it kind of right off the bat, but they are telling their rival or their feud at this moment in chapters, which how, you know, a, a, you know, feud should be, but, but they are at least telling a, a little bit of a story there. That's a good call. What did you think of this contest? 
I I thought it was a little bit better than than their SummerSlam bout. Uh, like I said, I I love the creative ending where where you know AJ kind of got the pin, even though uh, Joe kind of had him in that that submission where he kind of tapped on the side, but of course the ref did not see it. He more called the pinfall. Um, but yeah, like you said, just hard hitting chops upon chops. It was beautiful. Um, it's they they were giving great time. I wish they could say a little bit more about their past together, you know, kind of if they are, especially with these meetings with, you know, uh, impact wrestling and they, you know, that would be kind of cool. Um, but besides that, you know, I, I thought this was, you know, everything that I wanted. Uh, but like you said, great point where it's just like, okay, the blow off, that's what they're all going for, but how the hell are they going to, you know, kind of uh, submerge these two matches into one big blow off? Because again, you don't want it to go another two or three months where it seems like that SmackDown kind of tends to, to lead their feuds to, <laughs> especially for um, AJ Styles as champion. Uh, your, your next match. Uh, I am going to we, go. To before we go to that, before we go to that, let me, let me tell you where I get frustrated because I got to, I got to get this off my chest. And I ran, Demetrius was, was higher on the match than we were. And I ran this down to him and I could see him doing the Arthur fist in the car. And, and I wanted to see if you kind of picked up on this. And, and if you didn't, this is where, this is where you may get frustrated. After the match is over, obviously we, we clearly see AJ Styles tap out before the three count. Samoa mm-hmm. Joe should have been your champion. He goes in the, in the back, he goes, he goes in the ass, and I'm thinking of Paige. He goes in the back, and he, he's asking Paige, you know, this is BS, blah, blah, blah. Now, she agrees with them, and she gives them a match where there has to be a winner. <laughs> Do you immediately see the problem with this? When, 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 he was, when, when she asked Samoa Joe, what, ma- what do you want this match to be? You mean reverse the decision because it's clearly right there? Yeah, otherwise, and I, I want no! AJ Styles. And that's what it should have been, but hey, all right. I'll tell you what, Paige, if I get the match, you saw me tap him out. Why don't we wrestle in a submission match? Wouldn't that have been the easiest thing to do? And then you get AJ Styles, the valiant baby face who agrees to it, and Paige goes, AJ, you just tapped out. You sure you want to agree to it? I'll do whatever because... Because, you know, I don't like Samoa Joe's, you know. And, and, and then what bothers me the most is, what did they make their match coming up in Melbourne? A no-DQ match, right? Mm-hmm. How did SummerSlam end? Uh, everybody laying on a table because of a DQ. So why not... Have they made Hell in a Cell a Hell in a Cell match for them or make that match a no DQ and then make this a submission match because he just tapped AJ? I didn't get why this wasn't a Cell match to begin with, to be honest with you. But instead, now they're going to make a no DQ when they already had their DQ finish and they just had a... Oh my! This this is my problem. Well, because they had to had the no finish for their main event. You see, they're hitting on all cylinders. They're 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 going. So that's my that's my anger. Like, how do it's 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 not even like somebody could have written this on a piece of paper 
this was so easy and handed it to him. And they and Vince goes, hmm, I forgot my reading glasses. Throw this crap in the garbage. Let's do it this way. And they're like, no, what are you doing? It's right in front of your face. <laughs> so that was just my little vent rant that blows my mind how, how you have something written in front of you and you blow it. Uh, four and a quarter, what do you got? What, what uh, you Randy with? Orton, Jeff Hardy in the first Hell in a Cell match of the evening. Uh, that is not my four and a quarter. That is my four wow. And so you did go Raw Tag Team Championships, The Shield, Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion. Is that mad? Is that belt ever going to be defended ever again? Uh, with Crap. Dean Ambrose against Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. I went four and a quarter. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, another finish where if it was on its own show, it would have been really good. But oh, it was wonderful. Something like this just happened, some fluky victory, yep. and we're going to get a lot more of them. So, once again, it was a great finish, but it just, ew, why do they do all these finishes on the same show? You know what I mean? But the match was really good. Now, this is the one thing I think that, that I know a lot of people are, are upset with me thinking this, but Am I wrong where I'm thinking people need to pump the brakes just a little bit on this match? And I still went four and a quarter. I thought this was a tremendous match. How? I mean, how high did you rate this? I, I probably put this at about four. I, I would put it between four and a quarter, four and a half. Honestly, I it, thought this was a rather enjoyable match. These four guys obviously worked their asses off yeah. and more. And I, I thought that Claymore kick at the end was freaking wicked. Um, I, I think these two are great. Drew McIntyre amazes me each time. Again, if, if he had a mic, and I get that's why Ziggler is there, which is important and smart. But my God, if he finally ever does connect, especially with you know that accent, which we know is hard with the mainstream, but if he does, man... That's your guy. That is yeah. your company. Is Drew McIntyre? He is the prototype. Uh, and and you know sometimes it's hard for him to connect. But again, with that 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 brashness that he displays now with Ziggler on his side, you know, again, once these two you know do split up, there is money in that feud. I'm not saying doing it in two months. Maybe you know maybe Mania. But I, I like this tandem. I think this could be. The, the start of a faction, even. Hell, I would have rather have seen AOP with these guys than with Drake, Younger, Maverick, whatever gimmick that guy is, um, <laughs> you know, as, as the muscle tag team of that group, um, you know, than, than what they're doing now with, with Drake, Maverick. Um, but, yes, I thought this was a rather enjoyable match. I like, you know, the, the matches they've had on Raw, you know, you know, the, the singles or the, the six mans, what have you. Um, it's, it's been rather enjoyable. I thought this was a hell of a match. I thought probably in my, in my case is probably the match of the night. And, and I was, yeah, kudos. I'm, I'm, I think your assessment is the best assessment I've heard of it. Cause I thought the body of the match you know, it was a longer match, and I thought it—you know—it was worked like a good, like a, it, it was worked for a lot of it, like a really good raw tag match to me. But I thought mm-hmm. that thirty-second to a minute closing stretch was yes, just hot, just perfect. That was what put put the match over the edge to me. 
the only reason I bring up the the people need to pump their brakes is there's I mean people on social media are saying this is the best tag match of the year. <laughs> and like spoiler I, alert, Ryan, there was another tag team championship <laughs> match that I saw that I would never say a team that would be on a best match list of the year. But spoiler alert, there might have been. Yeah, yeah, that you know that goes. Once again, the, the their dance partner is why they're the best day team of the year. You know, I, mean, that, that just, I, I, I wanted to text you and go, this to me was their official coming out party, and I'm glad the match went what it, the way it went with the uh, stare at the camera after the pinfall. That was one of the coolest fucking yeah. things ever. Um, it was it was also a uh, spoiler alert: the Tonga Loa coming out party for me when Ooh. he's. Come on, keep hitting me! I love it, and he's just getting drilled. He's like, "Come on!" Like it was, oh, it was great. Yeah. Um, Power slam! He does the mat on the outside. Oof! I cringe. I, you know, and so it's like my like that was my only beef. Is it's like if you think this is the tag match of the year, did you not watch any of Undisputed Era Mustache Mountain? Um, yeah. Obviously, that means you did not watch Golden Lovers Young Bucks. Oh, like you know, they he, meant in all of wrestling. Oh, I thought they yeah. did that on Monday nights. Oh, well, there no, are a bunch of ass people hats. saying, no <laughs> but you're a bunch of ass hats. There, there was a there was a two hundred five live match somebody threw at me that it was like Tony Nice and Tony Nice and somebody else against Lince Dorado and Kalisto, um, and that match I think was better than this. I gotta find that one. That was one I was gonna. I wanted to give you for a watch watch through because holy crap was it good. I just don't remember Tony Nese's partner. Might have been Drew Gulak. I don't remember, but you know, I'm like, I just some people. It's just called Solo Love, Lovers Young Bucks. I mean, there's just so many, and and again, any of the mast, Mustache Mountain Undisputed Era uh, tag matches to me as a whole, that's one of the best feuds of the year. If not matches of the year, if you combined all three into one mega match or just as a slideshow of what talents, you know, can do in a ring, like those are the matches. And and while these, these four gentlemen put on a hell of a show, my God, I would say they'll be lucky if it was in the top 10 and, and, and any other, you know, raw or, or Monday night, you know, or, or raw tag team championship match. This was a fine, good match. if not the best of the year for that show. Uh, but but of all of professional wrestling, no shame on you. Yeah, so that was just that was the only reason I was like, look, guys, I I, I agree, this is a really good match. It was over four stars. I agree with that. But you know this this, I mean this. You know if you look at all of wrestling, this probably isn't in my top fifty. You know, sorry, but it was really good. I mean, and it, I'm not trying to dog the match by any means. It's just. Man, some people were talking about this like the, uh, this. This changed tag team wrestling, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> oh, no. bit. <laughs> so uh, obviously that leads me to my main event or my the opening match. I went four and three quarters on this, Alex. I'm probably the high bar out of anybody on this match. Um. I I was I did almost get a little mad that they almost had another no contest in a Hell in a Cell, or the first of two, but thankfully Orton uh, gets the referee to, to uh, referee Ryan Tran 
to get the three count, which I, I thought was really douchey on Orton's part, so I liked that, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just how hard they worked. Welcome back, how, Randy Orton. How stiff and how violent it was. This reminded me of New Day Usos turned up a notch. Um. WWE can say that they, you know, you want to talk about WWE being a company about moments. To me, they there really hasn't been any moments this year. But one moment I will always remember was the sure. screwdriver in the ear hole. I I cringed. It was mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, but they just, I I couldn't get over the body of work of, of how hard they went and how physical it was. I. I'd be lying if I said this probably is in my top three, top five Hell in a Cell matches ever. I loved, I loved mm. this match, and a lot of people are giving it about three, three and a quarter, which is fine. I, I don't have any ill will to those to those ratings. That's, I can see why some people might have went, yeah, that was good, but it wasn't anything special. I just, for whatever reason, it just everything they did to me felt so stiff and so snug and so violent that mm-hmm. I. Legit was into the whole thing from start to finish, and I was watching this on my cell phone in the hotel room, and I, I'm I'm going, my God, these guys are beating the hell out of each other. I, <laughs> so I just for that reason, I loved it. I thought this match was tremendous. Um, they they went at it. It, it was two veterans. It, it was the you know, the attitude era meets the reality era, you know, and it was just something where, where we've seen these guys wrestle each other, you know, a decade plus ago, you know, that, that they had some incredible matchups, but, but with these guys here, I mean, this, this was a hell of a match, a good utilization of the cell structure, especially with the other weapons. Of course, we saw tables, ladders, and chairs, the one thing, and you know me, Ryan, the one thing, the littlest, tiniest botch, even though I don't know if it was or not, but, but the littlest thing can take it out of me. WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels' Undertaker, uh, that, that missed cameraman botch, it still gets to me. Yes, it is a seven-star match, but for me, it's a 4.9999 just because of that little aspect right there. Still can't get it out of my brain. Jeff Hardy at the end of the match as he's swinging. Randy Orton gets up about two seconds too early. And I'm like, Jeff, you don't have to do that, dude. You could easily get down from that swing. Nope. I'm going to go through the table anyways. (laughs) One, two, three. Uh, But besides that, they put on a hell of a story. My gosh. Um, It was the Randy Orton we've been wanting. The Randy Orton he's been wanting for many years. Uh, And I hope uh, is, is here to stay, which, um, yes, my God, the screwdriver, uh, like you said, a moment. I don't know if that's one that they want to show proudly, uh, but definitely uh, for the rest of Orton's career, that will be uh, one of his top highlights. Definitely we'll be seeing when he's uh, at the Hall of Fame. But a hell of a match. When you say top three, top five cell matches again, maybe in the top ten, uh, but uh, I, I definitely have a few before that one. But a, a very damn good way to start the show off. And, and, and they like gave them a lot I, of time. They did, and I, you know maybe that's one thing. Because like, you know I like I like a good long match with a with a proper story. And they did it. It just yes. that match played so well into my wheelhouse. And like I said, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people had it way lower than I did, and that's fine. 
You know, that's that's why wrestling's great. You know, wrestling's for everybody. There's something for everybody, was, except, except for WWE's booking. Mm-hmm. It was two veterans that were, were giving the respect from the audience, as well as, I would say, people from the back, to, A, give them the start of the show, and then say, hey, just run with it. Yes, again, I'll get over, you know, the swing. Maybe in 10 years, the WWE will edit that out or have Orton go back in and just get, you know, maybe wait one and a half seconds and then move. But anyways, yes. Uh, fantastic match with these vets, Jeff Hardy. For real. You got to stop. <laughs> like, that's, that's all I got to say is you got to stop. <laughs> and it's, I think the other thing too, that really won me over with these guys is, you know, we sat there saying, why the hell is this match in the hell of a cell. Like this this match should not be a a cell match whatsoever. And Mm-mm. be uh sorry. Uh, be be clear, I, I, uh, I thought it did. I, I thought they played it off really well. You know, again, these guys have both have been in the structure, albeit red, so technically their first time in this structure. But um again, everything was like you said, methodically done and, and the the ladder spots, even when the ladder was in the sitting upside down in the V spot, uh, you know, onto that table was was ah oh, so many interesting you know spots that they throw their bodies in. I I don't get how how you can get up and walk right after. <laughs> um, real quick, let's just kind of we I, I don't know if, do we want to give predictions or we? God, I'm looking at this card. Is this even worth? talking about you mean evolution (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm just gonna run through the card we can kind of give our our thoughts about things real fast here and then then we can break because we're we're already over an hour in but michael evolution is a mystery (laughs) coming back batista we get triple h and undertaker okay cool we thought it was over um, Bobby Lashley and John Cena against Elias and Kevin Owens. I don't. What? Uh, Daniel Bryan, Miz. We already kind of talked about that number contendership. Shield versus the Dogs of War in a six man might be fun. The Bellas and Ronda Rousey against the Riot Squad. We get the no DQ match with Styles and Joe. Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy. That could be good. This will be fun, I'm sure. New Day against the Bar. They always have fun matches. Um, Asuka and Naomi against the Iconics. And then Becky Lynch and Charlotte. No stipulation for the Women's Championship. I mean, 10-match card. I don't what know if there's Piper any... Nevin comes out during the SmackDown Women's that Championship kick match? Ass. And just starts to beat Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah! <laughs> and, she be, and, then, and then her she goes with Becky Lynch. Uh, what would you name that tag team? Ooh. Just the last kickers? The Lynch that would Vipers. Just make sense. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's so dumb. I was thinking of Princess Viper. <laughs> oh. Um, so but let let's like like I said, do I mean do you really want to talk about that or do you want to you want to move on and talk some uh, uh, progress? I mean, knowledge? obviously it's setting up the big tag team match uh that will be happening. Um, in Saudi Arabia with uh, Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement oh, to tag with trips to face the Brothers of Destruction. Um, I, I'm i intrigued by this match, but why is none of your champions anywhere near 
the top of the card. That's my real question. Should be a fun little house show. Horn into one six man. Literally every Raw champion in one match. Titles aren't even going to be defended. So I mean, really, I mean, does Joe win the title here? Does he, you know, get? Does he just beat him mercifully with a chair until he just says no mas and then just muscle busters him? (laughs) No. I'm going to stick to my guns that Styles is going to lose the title at Survivor Series or the Rumble to the Miz. I'm going to stick to my guns. Oof. Buddy my Murphy big, with the win now. Hometown. I'm not talking about Zeus, the All Japan Triple Crown champion. One half of the big guns. <laughs> Hidden bodyguard. By the way, I uh, I sent you a link. Uh, oh, you know, for 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 next week for the homework, did you get the uh, the link to the Atami Marafuji match? I sent it to you on Facebook. I believe yes. Okay, so that'll be your homework for next week. We talked about uh, on Wednesday Perfect. that. That was be something for you. And if if I don't know if, if you're gonna have any time, I still have to finish it. I'm part of the way through with it. But with with progress, King of Pro Wrestling and this this um, this Melbourne show to watch. Um, I started watching this Ricky Choshu produce show from a couple months ago. It's been really good. It's just a bunch of random companies that you know Ricky Choshu booked guys on. And just ran a show at the court. other link you sent me, right? Yeah, I was confused about the title. It's a pretty good little fun show. So far, um, what I, what I've watched so far was uh, Gota Ishii against Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Fujiwara is old as hell. It's the Fujiwara armbar guy. Um, <laughs> it, it was a it was a nothing of a match, but it was okay. Really fun match. Second match, I went three and a half on this. It was uh, Minoru Tanaka. Mitsuhiro Yoshida and Leona took on uh, Hayata, Yohei, and uh, Tadasuke of uh, three of the four Rattels, who are a junior team in Noah that I'm obsessed with. It's it's uh, Yohei, Hayata, Tadasuke, and Daisuke Harada are the Rattels, and they're like these just douchebag prick junior guys that were feuding with I-69 and Ishimori and those guys. And it was a fun little six, man. I was into it. I was really into it. So... I'm I'm getting into the next match. Eugene, you gotta match. be kidding me! <laughs> Tell one of my favorites, but I'll, I should have that done, and I'll give a review on that next week. And you know, if you get to it, you get to it. If we got a lot, but we come back. We're talking progress seventy six. We'll give our thoughts on some of these. Matches. This card, you know, for we. How am I gonna look up the card without looking up results? I, I have the card ready to go. I have it all oh, set up. So you want to worry about that. Um, what we're excited about, guys, is there's there's a lot of these guys from England I had seen. Some I haven't seen, but Alex is starting to get into it. So it's kind of like when Alex started yeah. getting into New Japan. And now he knows these these names. And there's a guy that I cannot wait for Alex to see that is wrestling one of our favorites Ooh. in the world. We're going to talk that. We're going to talk mm-hmm. the incredible main event. And I want to talk about um, Suit Williams. Uh, who we'll get into here in a moment, uh, had one of the greatest quotes for any wrestler I've ever heard. So we're going to talk that. We're going to give our thoughts as well on Death Before Dishonor 16. So we'll be right back. We're bringing it back. Don't go away. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong foul media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you 
that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the speed science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. Theme of Bad Walter. (laughs) I never thought I'd be so in in hyped for a German March esque type theme. (laughs) I stood up on my from my couch. (laughs) Um, Obviously, theme of uh, Progress Wrestling Champion Walter. And the thing I mentioned too, Sue Williams. He he writes. uh, You can follow him at Sue Williams on Twitter. he does the uh, the progress show, uh, PW Ponderings, and on Voices of Wrestling, he's reviewed and previewed like every progress show out of all seventy six. He's done like them all, um, but he he in his preview for for the show, he put on there that um, that Walter is the best final boss in wrestling. I think is how it was put. <laughs> exact quote, but I I immediately circled it and sent it to you guys. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Walter is the best final boss in wrestling, and seeing him swat Bader out is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. Like it, when you get to the end of a game and you see Walter, it's like, oh my god, I gotta fight that. You know, it's I don't funny know about you say that because I think Tomohiro Ishii's like the best like underboss. He's like the the guy yeah. you go through the, you know, before you get to the Walter. Would be yeah. Ishii with his glasses and his suit, and he just takes off his glasses all nice and slow, and just goes at you with palm strikes and the headbutts. Man, we should like make like a roster, because th- then like I think you got to have your cocky guy that before Ishii, and that could be Zack Saber with the way he was acting after uh, the six man at Fighting mm-hmm. Spirit. He was completely. Uh, he was. He was in his in his zone after that match. It was what he was doing to that crowd. Um, gosh, man, we get, we might have a side thing we'll have to come up with here. The video game bosses in order, mm-hmm. um, like an eight stager. But uh, no, uh, this this Wednesday or this Friday, um, I don't know if we're gonna be live for it or not. I'm still deciding. Um, but maybe live around nine o'clock. But uh, Pro Wrestling for Dummies Progress uh, Edition with Suit Williams this Friday. Um, it's either going to be live or I'm going to record it like I did the last one and kind of edit it. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, in the midst of all this progress, Alex, I thought it was time for another Pro Wrestling for Dummies. It should be called Wrestling, not Entertainment uh, Lessons for the for the Marks. That's what it should be called because Dummy is a little harsh. It's true, and I'm also ripping off a book, but a very <laughs> successful series. If oh, the boy is banging on a door. I think he got trapped. <laughs> uh, but this card just looks awesome. Um, we get an ODQ grudge match: Jimmy Havoc against Paul Robinson. Like I said, this was supposed to be Havoc and Osprey, but because of Fighting Spirit Unleash, uh. Scheduling conflicts, he couldn't make it, you know, because he's a New yeah. Japan wrestler. So they did it at seventy-five. Um, everything I've heard is at, at Progress Twenty-One. Paul Robinson and Jimmy Havoc had an insane no DQ death match, and everyone's saying if they can replicate anything of what they did then, that this is mm-hmm. going to be a class. Paul Robinson, wow. this little old pit bull Jamie Noble-looking dude with jeans, who I. Uh, you was with Jimmy Havoc, I believe, at one point, way back when. Um, got ordered to wrestle him for the title and literally took it to him and Havoc's like, What are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing my job and he's like biting Jimmy Havoc's nose, trying to rip it off his face. I mean this match could be violent. It could be violent. There's a good um top ten matches in progress wrestling history that um I can't. I might even what culture put out. It's on YouTube, and that the first Havoc Robinson match is on there. And I was watching some of the stuff, and I'm, I'm like, "Holy cow, dude! This is going to be violent." <laughs> Your God, there's Bait and Walter. Is that um from Progress seventy five? I take it. At the yes, end? yes, yeah. That <laughs> was the that was the match I I watched. Was was it Gibson? I want to say. Oh, it might have been like Zach yes. Gibson. Yes, Zach Gibson. That, oh boy. Ooh, God, I'm just looking at that. Um, have you, now, is this going to be your first in- introduction to Jimmy Havoc and Paul Robinson? It will be. It will be. And oh. and to be honest, uh, when I saw this card, that I, I thought it was Jimmy Jacobs. 
I thought it was a Havoc from the X-Force comics. Um, so I was a little <laughs> confused. And so I was like, oh, no, someone entirely different. But I will definitely give it a shot because this card uh, for a Hello Wembley from Progress, Chapter 76, which, by the way, God, you got to love those Brits. Uh, but amazing, amazing stuff. And they've been putting out, Progress has been putting out free shows on their YouTube for the last month, literally hyping to get buys for this. So I have a feeling that this is going to be their If this was available to buy for streaming, I would have, honestly. And I don't really say that for much, but I would have been like, yeah, we have to get that. Like, I was bummed I couldn't watch it right away. Um, so that's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm going to be checking every night to see when this, when this drops, as I'm sure you will too. Um, but I'm, yeah, it's a, in, in, you know, uh, one of the reviews since the Wembley is the culmination show. Um, my money is, this is, we're going to get the Jimmy bleeping havoc with the violent psychopath that everyone is you know totally afraid of. So I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, Eddie Dennis against Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has done 205 Live. He's done the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, he also, he was in a TNA as Mandrews. I don't know if you remember that ever. Um, I've never seen Eddie Dennis myself, but they're, they're doing a TLC match basically for a world title shot contract on the pole or on the, hanging from the building. I, I'm assuming that this is going to be... Uh, going to be wild. Um, a lot of people from what I've get gathered was Eddie Dennis seems to be the favorite um, because progress kind of needs a new big bad guy after Walter took out Travis Banks. And, oh. and Eddie Dennis is the guy who could come in and step into that role. And that would also work against uh, Tyler Bate too, if he does beat Walter. So a lot of implications on this. God, there it is. There's my, there's my son, as you said. In shield gear. <laughs> um, anything on Eddie Dennis or Mark Andrews that you've seen? Uh, Mark Andrews, yes, I believe uh, from the the wonderful uh, WrestleMania weekend events. Um, I, I believe he was in a match or two, uh, but uh, yes, again, something where you know, once I get a few matches down the line, I will be a little bit more like, ha ah, 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 I cannot wait for this. But no, again, for the introduction of, of these athletes, uh, something I cannot wait. I might even check out some progress, of course, you know, throughout the week, because uh, I was like a kid in a, in a candy store thinking, wow, there's so much back catalog on here, which I hear is just everything is just off the charts. Yeah, I'm... I want to be try to be adventurous and start at chapter one and see if I'm definitely going to watch one for sure, you know, and, and see if I go, okay, I watched one. Can I watch two now? Let me watch and see if I can, because you know, if you can, if you can get through it in order, you know, by next year, you could be caught up live, which would be kind of cool, (laughs) you know, to kind of see how it goes, but I, I would like to see it all. I really would like to, um, a lot of people say that this Eddie Dennis Mark Andrews has been um, the best feud in the company uh, for a long time. Uh, somebody said Eddie Dennis has been the best heel in Europe, if not the world, in 2018, and this feud has been perfectly paced. <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. So it sounds like this match, you know, going in kind of a little blind, especially not knowing Eddie Dennis is going to be. 
going to deliver to the point where we're going to be going, man, that Eddie Dennis dude is tight. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Mark Haskins taking on Matt Riddle. I'm excited wow, he was a this. teacher, by the way, Eddie Dennis, and then he uh, was like, I'm out, and became a wrestler. Huh. So he's like Matt Stryker. Oh, what? Don't ruin Sorry. that guy now. Somebody said Uncle Hunter was nice enough to let Matt Riddle off the Largo loop to do the show for progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mark Haskins, though, he's he's done the UK stuff. Uh, he's a good good worker. Him and Matt Riddle, this should be a nice, fun match. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Flash Morgan Webster kicked uh, Mark Haskins off his Thunder Bastard team. Um, so he, he's no longer in that match, and that's what they did with him. Is they said, all right, we'll, we'll give you Matt Riddle. So that should be pretty sweet. Uh, here's the match I cannot wait for. I watched a, a nice five-minute lead-in video to this last night. Uh, Pete Dunne. The, the gold standard, if you will, with European wrestling, mm-hmm. taking on WXW's gold standard as well, Ilya Dragunov. Oh, God. I, I'm so excited for multiple reasons. This One, this is like when we get those two big names in wrestling, you know, say the two big names in America, and they finally get to wrestle each other because somehow the companies come together to make the match happen. That's what mm-hmm. this feels like to me. Um, w, WXW promoter uh, Christian Michael Jacoby um, has been doing a really good heel act where he's come in and you know he said people are talking about the best and Pete Dunn says he's the best. Well, I'm going to give you Ilya Dragunov. Do you want to take the match? They've been building to it. He's at uh, I think Progress seventy seventy three. He open hand slaps Dunn as hard and just leaves. Comes out at seventy four and he's laughing at Dunn that he did nothing to him. Dunn then pulls Christian Michael Jacoby into the ring, starts beating him up. Dragunov comes out, hits uh, Torpedo Moscow on him, which is his big diving 360 headbutt European uppercut, like lawn dart torpedo gimmick he does for a move. Um, lays out Dunn. So it's it's had a very minor build, but I don't think you need to build because this match, I think, is just going to – I think it's going to be off the charts. I, I literally can't wait. And the re- the other reason being is – you know, in the last month, ever since I showed you that that return that Dragunov had at WXW with that building, like, I mean, people yeah. were pissing themselves. And you're like, God, I, I haven't seen somebody get a pop like that since Austin. You get to see Dragunov finally, but you get to see him with Pete Dunne. So it's like, <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds. This, I, I, already, I told Demetrius about this match, too, because I've been trying to get him into Dragunov. And I'm like, dude, him and Pete Dunne? Like, what more could you ask for? Uh, I'm seeing Walter chop the living hell out of him in the corner. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Apparently, they fought back in April of this year here at True Colors. And, uh, yeah, he he can definitely take a beating as he's getting kicked in his lower back into a Boston crab. Uh, No, it should be interesting uh, with these two two guys. I mean, like you said, uh, a, a nice introduction to Dragunov to me. Uh, but to see Pete Dunn probably in a different light, I'm assuming probably when he wrestles, you know, for for uh, you know progress and and you know and and whatnot, if he do you, does he have a different style than what we've seen on NXT in a way? Oh, he's he's a lot more violent, a lot. I mean, 
when he when he came out for the after he assaulted the promoter, he grabs the microphone, and the minute he grabs the microphone, he goes Draganov, get the out here, and just spikes the mic, and then here comes Draganov and Dunn's. I'm like, okay, Dunn's mad. Awesome, more aggression. I cannot wait. Oh, that's gonna be beautiful. On that on that same review, um, the other reviewer was Sue Williams. His name is Lawson Leung. He said, uh, this, this is exactly the, the kind of hype that this deserves. He said, Ilya Dragunov is my favorite wrestler. And when this was announced, my hype level for this was off the charts. Um, uh, he said, well, you know, still more the word, uh, or I still think this is one of the most anticipated matches of the year. I was a bit worried that Ilya wouldn't translate outside of WXW, but given Dunn's recent track record and the rave reviews, for Ilya at Bola this last weekend, this will undoubtedly be excellent and possible show stealer. I um I got my Bola pre ordered, but th- I mean there's a match. It's, you do? I think it's, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think the main event of night one is is Walter and Timothy Thatcher against Shingo. Yeah, ring comp against Shingo and Dragunov. Wait, like Shingo X Dragon Gate Shingo? Yes. Yeah, when when I said he's coming out, some... let me know when you get that like yeah. in two days before. Like, hey, it's gonna be at my house then. Yeah, I'm just and gonna show up for Taylor's I, and watching. I hope he's gonna do some big things after Ilya Dragunov and Shingo Takagi against Ring Comp. I went, yep. And then in the and then in the night two, in the other first, I think it's it's either Shing. I think it's Shingo against either Walter or, or Dragunov in the first round of the tournament. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like pre-order, pre-order, pre-order all three nights. I cool. So that'll be happening soon. Um, this match, I'm going to be a little out in the open that I'm not going to know a lot. Um, Progress Tag Team Championship Thunder Bastard match. It's the one nine eight. Uh, Calamari Thatch Kings, sexy uh, GYV, uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, Flamita and Bandito, Anti-Fun Police, Aussie Open, and, and Mills and Mayhew. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what's going on, other than I know Flamita and Bandito. I know that uh, I think the Calamari Thatch Kings might be Timothy Thatcher and Chris Brooks, or Travis Banks, oh. one of the two guys. Sexy Star, I think, is David Starr and somebody, Jack Sex, Sexsmith. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I really cool, don't man. know a lot of the- I'm gonna act like I do. Um, this is just gonna be some. Are you gonna change your name to, to Ryan Sexsmith? I could. I might be tight with it. What a, uh, would you be called, or would you rather be called Ryan Osprey? Ryan Sexsmith from Sexton Ave. <laughs> R.I.P. to that house. Uh, Progress Women's Title Match. I'm excited for this. Uh, Ginny defending against Millie McKenzie and Tony Storm. Yes. Ginny, uh, for those of you who don't know who Ginny is, get out from under the rock and watch her against Tony Storm from the Mae Young Classic. Alex, have you watched it yet? Uh, no, but I'm excited to. I really that am going to watch it. Buckle it down this weekend. That'll be your introduction. For anybody who hasn't seen Ginny, for anybody who was confused why that was the number two pick by Demetrius in our women's uh, fantasy draft, you you can now get access to her through the Mae Young and through the UK uh, stuff that she'll be on. She's the Progress Women's Champion. She is elegance at its finest, and she is so so much a 
a how you say a see you next Tuesday that I she's 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 like Alexa Bliss heat but like on a different level because she's a completely different type of person like she is <laughs> oh, she's so bad she has this dope move uh, which she does to Tony Storm and, and uh, May Young so you guys can see this um, she sets her up just like Goldust would do the um, Shattered Dreams mm-hmm. but instead of uh, kicking in the crotch she just grabs your head and um, basically does like a two-handed X-Factor into like a spike pile driver while your legs are still straddled over the rope. <laughs> wow. They allow her to do that? Oh, the, 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 allowing her and she did it are probably two different things. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's, I, that's going to be awesome. Um, Atlas championship match, Trent seven, Doug Williams, Doug Williams is about to retire. Um, <laughs> He still looks good for his age. You know, when I watch, I watched him and Pete Dunn when I started that Super 16 tournament, and you could tell he's older, but he's still in good shape. He doesn't, he hasn't taken as many of the bumps, but I mean, I was, I was Snapchatting some of the videos. I thought it was pretty tight. Um, so that's going to be fun. Trent Seven, he, he probably, I, I think, keeps the title here. Um, but you know both of these guys, right, Alex? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, this should be an interesting match. Like you said, the veterans, um, I didn't know Williams was retiring. So uh, it's going to be uh, as stiff as stiff can be. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting. And you said Williams is the champion, correct? Uh, uh, Trent seven. Trent seven. Oh, seven yes. So then, uh, yes, I would say Trent seven would, would retain as well. Um, I believe Trent seven, I, I thought he was the champion. Uh, oh, no, no, excuse me, Doug Williams is there. Yeah, Doug champion. Williams was. Because my, my thought was at least Trent Seven would win unless they have someone else that they want, you know, maybe up and coming to, to take the belt off of uh, Doug Williams, you know, a passing of the torch per se. Uh, and then we got uh, Walter uh, Tyler Bate. Whew. And this doesn't even need much of a story. Um, Tyler Bate won the three and in deal to get get in the main event. Walter's the champion. That's your storyline. Great. That's all we need. That's just, you don't well, need to have Tyler Bate try to come after Walter's family. <laughs> yeah, you know he doesn't need to like take his girl or call out his family to have a match. It's just. All right, cool. Go out and here's here's our match for the WrestleMania type show. So, I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, um, I cannot wait. Watching I, them them come out after um, the last chapter because again, I, I actually did watch that. I was getting so hyped when Tyler Bate like came out. Like she was looking at me like, "What what's going on here?" I was like, "You have no idea, Walter." <laughs> And and Tyler Bate, like, this is going to change the world. And they're going to be at Wembley. <laughs> oh, they're going to be in front of, like, a lot of people. This is going to be insane. Callie just looks at me like, what, dude? Like, no, this is going to be huge. <laughs> Someday I'm not doing anything but football and wrestling. And that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait for this. Uh, oh, we, guys, we, you know, we should we should have a review for, for you next week on this. Um, barring any strange things not dropping on demand progress. Um, and as well, like I said, I thought it, it was perfectly fitting that if this doesn't drop till Saturday, 
um, you know, we do another pro wrestling for dummies and do progress as a perfect way to build up to the show for mm-hmm. people who haven't seen it. So more on that dropping on our Twitter as we set it up. But um Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. I thought Ooh. this was I thought this was an average show with two standout main events. Yes. Um I thought the opener was good. Kenny King going against the legend himself, Jushin Thunder Liger, coming out to a um interesting pop, um, uh, interesting reaction there. I thought a flat crowd, but I thought it was a very good opener. Um, I liked, you know, uh, even though Kenny King was showing the respect uh, after Liger getting a hurt and and having a hurt back, uh, you know, kind of getting that spine buster uh, for the win there. I thought it was a nice little sneaky way to uh, kind of beat the legend. And then, of course, thinking Mr. Austin Aries uh, into the camera there. Yeah, and as we saw when we watched the, uh, you know, the last ROH pay per view that had that awesome Jay Lethal or the Jay Lethal title yep. win, Golden Castle. Uh, you know, he showed the compassion, and Aries beat him, and Aries said, "You're an idiot for it," and they paid <laughs> off to it. So I like that. I thought it was, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was a perfectly acceptable match. I went two and a quarter. Um, good fun opener. Nothing, nothing great, but it was. It was exactly what you want from a from you know fifty year old Liger too, so yeah yeah. Um, Briscoe's defeat uh, SCU. I'm not sure how much the ending changed when Kazarian got his head busted open. I don't know if mm-hmm. if that was supposed to happen the whole time where he was laid out like that. Daniels kind of fought back. It, it kind of took me out of the match when he he kicks out of a jade driller on the floor, but then doesn't kick out of the second one. Like I get it, <laughs> it was just too much. But I really don't understand why they had him kick out of the one from the floor. I, like I, I thought you got to protect that move a little better. I mean, yeah, you made Daniels look strong a little bit with it, and you know, so he gave him another it's one he couldn't. Yeah, it's kind of, they, they, they did the same thing in the match though on on Sunday and at Long Beach they kind of did the exact same thing in their title match. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. So I mean, I went three stars. What I don't get is why can't the Freebird rule be in effect? Scorpio Sky was willing. There's an injury. Why couldn't he just run and tag it? And why wouldn't you have Kazarian? So Daniels and Kazarian were zero three against Briscoes. But Scorpio and Kaz beat him at all in. Why wouldn't you go with those two to try to win the match? Yeah, that's true. And shout out to Caprice Coleman, who I actually really enjoyed on commentary. He pointed that same thing out. Yeah. And they're like, they have yet to beat the Briscoes. He's like, they beat him at all in. And he's like, ah, ah. Like, Rick and Bonnie's caught off guard. I was like, yeah, Caprice Coleman's <laughs> tight. Let's go. He's doing great. And why did he shoot that hourglass with that shotgun in the promo? Like they had a promo yeah. before they came out, like or a or backstage vignette. It's like what's going uh, on here? Fine uh, match, Sumi Sakai defeats Tadil Dashwood. Ooh. I was literally beating uh, this match, and then the end of it, I'm like, holy crap, they're going hard. I thought the finish, like the the final stretch, was really good. Yes. Um, Sumi she passed out. Yeah, that was the end of her. Now, she came out on ROH TV and said she has, like, some skin condition, and she has to get surgery on her arm. I wonder if that's why she was wearing, like, the like the, the fishnet. The Cesaro thing? Yeah. 
Well, and then over her shoulder. Yeah, she she's gonna have shoulder surgery allegedly. Shoulder surgery, and then she was wearing like these really dark fishnets and this and and a t shirt. And I'm wondering if when she said she's got a skin condition, if that's why ah. like, she was hiding it. Hmm. So she's got a whole bunch of stuff messed up with her. I just realized this towel I bought at the Canelo Golovkin fight for ten bucks has a price tag on it uh, from the real tag of six dollars and forty five cents. I thought I was going to say Carnello and Polovkin. It was going to be like a bootleg towel. Do you know, do you know where this was made? This is Taiwan. Taiwan, Minnesota. Really? You should go to the uh, factory and expose like, them. Hey, I want my 55 cents back. <laughs> <laughs> um, TV title, Chris Saban coming back, trying to get the gold from one of punishment. Uh, Performance Center Martinez. What did you think of this matchup? I went two stars. I thought it was the worst match of the show. Um, I was entertained by it, but I don't know. It, it just there was something between the two of them with me that just didn't click. Agreed. The only thing that clicked was Chris Sabin's introduction that was read by Bobby Cruz. Uh, besides that, uh, Punishment Martinez. There are matches like, oh, okay, I get why people like him. And then there are matches where I'm like, oh, he just wants to get his ish in and go home, which yeah. that was this type of match for me. Um, but at least Jeff Cobb kind of making his, his presence known as well was was pretty nice. Kind of holding that belt over uh, over punishment Martinez. Shout out to uh, so I chose to watch the American commentary um, for uh, for the, the New Japan show. And I, I mean, it kind of didn't matter on the. Uh, <laughs> but there, I, I love how uh, and if and if nobody wants to hear anything, spoilers involving something we've talked. Don't listen for the for the next ten seconds when I start talking. But this kind of bummed me out. Here's where you tune out for ten seconds. Jeff Cobb comes the ring. Kevin Kelly goes. Here comes the 2018 Bola winner. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Thanks. man. I'm so bummed. I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Thankfully, that was the match I was watching on my cell phone. Thanks for the spoiler, Ryan. I told you to not listen for 10 seconds. Um, and then I chose to listen to Jim Ross and Kevin Kelly on the American feed because I love listening to Jim Ross butcher everything. <laughs> um, oh, towards but, the uh, end, man. <laughs> by the end of it, it's like his like dementia starts kicking in or whatever's going on with him. Oh, and he no. doesn't know what's happening. Um, no. But uh, Kelly, as we said last night, your uh, spoiler alert: don't listen again. Here comes your your 2018 Battle of Los Angeles winner, and as you can see, the new Ring of Honor te- uh, Television Champion. Oh, <laughs> so we know. Oh yeah, he's wearing the title. Thanks, Ring of Honor. Wouldn't you yeah. not want this guy to wear the belt to the ring? Because he just spoiled your three weeks out TV taping. <laughs> that was stupid. And shout out to Kevin Kelly, who spoiled it twice for me. So in case I didn't think I really heard it, boy, I heard it the second time. <laughs> Whatever. I'm so excited. For, I mean, the show is going to be tremendous anyway, so I, I, I'm cool with it. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, Jeff Cobb comes out after. Um, the next match bothers me because the finish. Oh, and I don't yuck. Know, oh, like, the finish was awesome. The match was like, ish. See, and that's where you're gonna you're gonna think I'm crazy. I went three and a half stars on it. 
Or I wouldn't, I think, maybe a star. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if it was just the Flip Gordon stuff I really liked. Um, and him fighting out the two guys. I really liked mm-hmm. when Bully Ray and Silas Young started punching each other over and over. And then yeah. they're like, stop. Stop hitting me! Like I like that kind of stuff. I don't know. I I did not like the Ian Riccoboni running out there. I thought that was stupid. Yeah, that was stupid. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this to a three. I think yeah, I think I went too high on it. We're gonna. <laughs> flip was cool. That. You're right. I mean, flip was was flip. It it kept that storyline well, um, but it it just for me it served no purpose. Uh, Silas Young, Bully Ray, that is intriguing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. kind of down the line. But besides that, this this did nothing for me. Uh, just you know, you got to get it in. I get it. Um, but I I did like the finish. I liked the how you know he he threw him down, which causing you know Flip and uh, and and Cole Cabana to lose the match. You know that that's booking heel NWA one hundred and one right there. I mean, and and they did it perfectly. It's something that keeps that character fresh because it's so. BS. It's so, you know, I, I wouldn't even say, yeah, I guess it is cliched a little bit, but again, with that type of character and with as much heat that he draws, it just makes 100% sense. Yeah, I, 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 it's not that I didn't like the finish, and I had a feeling something was going to happen when Bully Ray wasn't getting out of the ring, mm-hmm. and positioning himself to watch what was going on. I went, alright, there's going to be some tomfoolery here, but I wonder what it is. <laughs> My only problem is now this this means that this feud's going to last until December. So now we're going to have two more months of this until final battle. Just end the feud already. I think that's my only thing is, like, I've seen this enough. Is it loser leaves? Probably, and then Flip will finally win, and he'll beat Bully. But great, you know, I'd rather Flip Gordon Punishment Martinez at, or Flip Gordon Jeff Cobb at final mm-hmm. battle. Oh, you know, wow. That. Like that'd be fun. Make but, that happen. I, mean, I get why they did it, so I can't be too mad. Um, Bullet Club versus Chaos for me was the match that woke this show up. Ooh. I went four stars. Dead man, awesome finish with Marty Skrull, uh mm-hmm. turning that suplex into the chicken wing with Rocky tapping out. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the best friends Rocky Romero interaction was really fun. <laughs> Rocky keep trying to get no hugs. No love, man. Like, no love for Rocky. <laughs> um, so I thought, I thought all in all it was really fun Good match uh, Bullet Club gets the W which makes 100% yep. sense in, in Ring of Honor they were off, Was Bullet Club fine though? I mean they, they were kind of off the, Off sync it seemed like uh, Not only as the commentators pointed out But uh, them as well Marty Skrull out of all of them uh, You know kind of uh, wasn't in sync With the rest of the BC There but uh I, I loved, though, how people went nuts with Okada and Skrull. Um, I thought that was really awesome to see. Fun match. <laughs> All this on commentary it's was funny. What's that? Okada tags out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, the all this on commentary and then breaking the news, the NWA uh, title rematch uh, will be uh, two out of three falls there. Um, but yes, this was a, a fun match. Um, and it was good to see uh, Cody eating that rainmaker. That's for sure. Did, but uh, chaos did, did not rain. I like the new chaos shirts, by the way. Those are pretty tight. Yeah. Um, did Nick Eldis kind of get annoying to you too? Like, oh my God, stop talking. 
No, because it wasn't all the time. I, I thought he was playing that persona pretty well. He got his jokes in. It, it wasn't annoying. Usually I do get annoyed. I kept forgetting he was there. So that's why it was a nice touch, where it wasn't as okay. constant as you would think like a guest uh, announcer would, would be. Okay, okay, I'm cool with that. Okay, because there's just a couple points. I'm like, oh, dude, stop talking. Like, and then he's trying. He's like, want me to call the match? I'll call the match. And then he's just calling the match while Riccoboni's calling the match. Now there's two people talking, and I'm like, what is going on here? And then Caprice <laughs> Coleman's yelling at people, and I'm like, Caprice Coleman doesn't care. So I mean, that is what it is. What it is, but yeah, it was it was a nice shot of adrenaline. Which led us to my match of the whole weekend, Alex. I almost Ooh. went the I was so close to going the full five, but I didn't. Jay Lethal defeats Will Ospreay. God, this match was good. <laughs> oh yeah. I I just this it continues two things that I've said. Will Ospreay deserves to be on everybody's top wrestler of the year ballot, and this proves it again. But also on top of that, Jay Lethal is just that's your he's a franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean that dude is if that's your torchbearer for your company, you're in good hands. God, oh, that was a good match. Some of the some of the there was a spot that that I couldn't couldn't it was sickening where he he did like um almost like a. Uh, which like I can't think of what the day, like, almost like the Pater like Shelton Benjamin does, but where he grabbed um, Osprey and just pulled him face first into that guardrail, and he didn't even put his hands up, and he just hit it straight with his face and shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think he killed him. I was like, oh my, Osprey's dead. And Osprey's freaking dead. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Spray was uh, he was good. Him and Lethal, <laughs> um, you know, kind of playing off of their their last match there. Um, again, it was it was poetry, emotion. Again, the ref usageness, um, you know, and, and kind of checking on on the announcer there after getting uh, murderized. Uh, oh, Bobby Crusoe kick. <laughs> um, you know that that again was a little like, come on, like why is that going to be you know into the match? This isn't WrestleMania 12. Um, but uh, they they definitely put on a match that was better than some of the past. WrestleMania matches and their main event, so maybe we could categorize it as as that. But no, this was a hell hell of a match. Os Cutter, uh, you know, I I don't know what he's going to do, but a lot of people are definitely uh, getting out of the Os Cutter. Uh, I I wonder what variation or changes he's going to make uh, since a lot of people are uh, countered it over the last uh, couple of days. But um, no, a, a hell of a match, hell of a main event. Um, really happy to see these two uh, kind of go at it. Like you say, Jay Lethal, uh, you know, he is the guy. He, you know, with the last interview I just read before uh, Death by Dishonor or Death Before Dishonor, he was just saying, you know, how it is an honor to hold this title, you know, being, you know, a multi-time uh, holder of it and, you know, how he was with Ring of Honor, you know, with the Punks and the Danielsons and how he's still, you know, kind of here and just wants to, you know, see the next generation you know, fulfill to their potential since he's seen it, you know, in the good times and the bad times. So uh, cannot wait to see what he does, you know, kind of going forward. And I like the ending. I know you're not a fan of, of uh, what you might call it, Matt Taven, but uh, definitely interesting. I liked his purple title. So that should be uh, interesting for the rest of 2018 in Ring of Honor. 
I love the balloons. I'll always be a fan of that, especially when they're when they're shaking hands and everything's going the way it's going, and then the red balloons shoot up, and all of a sudden you know something's going to happen. Like, I always think that that's really cool. Um, Take that, Okada. <laughs> but it was, you know, and, and even even to his credit, when, you know, Bobby Cruz eats a super kick and Osprey catches the title and then looks like he's going to use it and Lethal's like, if that's the only way you can mm-hmm. beat me, then just do it. And he sets it. So they told a story with it. He set the belt down and then they just started beating the crap out of each other. So at least it wasn't like a ref bump into shenanigans. Like they continued what they were doing and they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> And that's why I think I, I, I don't think it bothered me that much, uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to all the other ones throughout the night, because every other match had a ref bump. Ref so, bumps. Um, 2018. <laughs> we we have a fighting spirit unleashed left, but I don't know if we're going to get booted. So I'm going to just ride out this it's last one. Thursday seconds. night, y'all. New Japan yeah. talk. Yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe we'll what we'll do. You. you know, and I think it's going to kick us. So let's play it on that, guys. We're going to come back to you on Thursday night because um, it looks like Alex may be removed in a moment. Um, we'll do Fighting Spirit Unleashed, and hopefully there's more of a King of Pro Wrestling card, Alex. Ooh, I and we can't actually wait. talk it. So we're we're just for the sake of being safe, we're going to cut us now. We'll be back Thursday night. We're going to give you we'll give you an hour in New Japan, maybe a little longer, and then I'll have more details. Oh, we're going to be pro- gushing about New Japan. <laughs> so we'll oh. have the New Japan talk. Um, I'll have more details of our pro wrestling for dummies, the Progress Wrestling Edition, and uh, we'll have some more fun. But uh, yeah, it did something completely different that it doesn't normally do in the upper left corner where it says on air. So I think we're off. So we're going to call it. Uh, we'll save that last commercial break for uh, for Thursday night. And uh, we'll have times of when we're going to be on uh, on all of our social media in the next uh, day or so here. So we will catch you all later. Peace out.